back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your life spiritually. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we're easy to get a hold of. They're at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. I want to deal with the subject today. You could change the title to several several different things, but I just wanted to title it this, The Holy Spirit's Presence, or The Presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit being the third person in the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. They're all three in one, one in three. They're all the same in essence, in being. Um, they're just, uh, it's the same God. It's extremely difficult with a finite mind to explain the Trinity. Of course, I'm not going to deal with the Trinity today, but I want to deal with the Holy Spirit's presence and how it deals not just in the life of the believer, but also in the life of the unbeliever. And the first place that we're going to be is in the book of Luke, chapter number 12. The book of Luke, chapter number 12, in verse number 12. The Bible says, For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. We see here that the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost teaches us. It teaches us as believers what to say when you get in a predicament or a place where you're not really sure what to say, especially if you're dealing with a sinner about their soul. A lot of times a verse will come to mind, and that's the Holy Spirit of God that dwells on the inside of you. He teaches you what to say. He helps you. If you yield to Him, He takes control of your life, John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, notice that word Comforter, the Holy Spirit is a Comforter, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. A lot of times, like I said, as you deal with people or sinners or you deal with topics in the Bible, if you present the Bible and teach the Bible, a lot of times there'll be verses that come to you and you don't know where they came from. Well, it was very simply the Holy Spirit giving you that verse. But notice this about him teaching you right there at the end of verse and bring all things to your remembrance. A lot of times in our life as believers, the Holy Spirit cannot bring it to remembrance because we haven't studied it the first time. And we we do God a disservice when we don't study his word because as we're presenting the word of God, the Holy Spirit who wants to bring those things to remembrance cannot bring them to remembrance because they were never learned the first time. But the first thing you'll notice about the Holy Spirit is that he teaches. And then secondly, secondly, the Holy Spirit deals with sin. He deals with sin. Look in the book of John, chapter 16, and verse number 8. The book of John, chapter 16, and verse number 8. And when he, the Spirit, or I'm, I'm sorry, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. John 16, verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. He deals with sin. A lot of times in a believer's life, a believer gets into sin, and he's not sure why he can't get it off of his mind. Well, that's the Holy Spirit of God dealing with his heart about his need to get right with God. A lot of times people come to church, and they wonder why they feel so uncomfortable in church. 
Well, because the Holy Spirit is dealing with them about being a sinner and needing to be saved, giving their life to Christ. He deals with sin. That's what the Holy Spirit does. A lot of times in a person's life who just visits church, they'll come to church, they'll kind of feel uncomfortable in there, and then as they go home, Maybe they're laying in bed at night, and some of the things that that preacher said out of the Word of God will start running back through their mind. That's the Holy Spirit as He deals with sin. If that happens to you, or if that's happened to you before, the best thing that you can do is just get right with God. Give Christ your heart and your life. If you're saved and you've already given Christ your heart and your life, ask God to forgive you so that the Holy Spirit can use his position to help you instead of always having to deal with you about your sin. And then the book of Acts, chapter number 8, and verse number 29. The book of Acts, chapter number 8, and verse number 29. The Bible says, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Notice here that the Holy Spirit commands. The Holy Spirit commands Philip to go near and join thyself to this chariot. You know what Philip was? He was he was saved by the grace of God. He was trying to do a work for God. And you know what the Spirit of God said to him? Go here. There's a chariot. And this is the story of the Ethiopian eunuch. It was a man who needed to get saved. And in a believer's heart and life, a lot of times God might say, hey, stop at this gas station and get your gas. Or, hey, go to this restaurant and sit at this table. Why? Because that waitress who needs the Lord is going to be coming by. And if we will be yielded to the Spirit of God, He can command our life and direct us in the direction that He would have us to go. In the book of Acts chapter 16 in verses 6 and 7. The book of Acts chapter 16 in verses 6 and 7. The Bible says, Now when they had gone through Ferga and the regions of Galatia and were forbidden, this is very important, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Mysa, they essayed to go to, into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Look at these two words in this verse here. The first, ver- the first word is forbidden of the Holy Ghost, and then the second one, the Spirit suffered them not. You'll notice that the Holy Spirit will keep believers out of trouble. He'll keep believers out of trouble. Here, Paul or the apostles or us in, in this day and age want to do something for God, and you know what happens? We're forbidden to do it. We're suffered not to do it. Why? Because the Holy Ghost of God is keeping us out of trouble. Had they went to those places, they would have been out of the will of God and probably suffered the loss of their very lives. It's very important as a believer, if you're going to do the work of God, that you realize that all of the imps and the devil in hell are desirous to destroy you. And if you get put in the wrong position, because you're not yielded to the Spirit of God, it can cost you tremendously. It can cost you tremendously. So it's very important that we yield to the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit of God so that He can keep us out of trouble, so that when we need to be forbidden, we can be forbidden. And when we need to be suffered not, we can be suffered not. There's plenty of a work to do for God from, from coast to coast, from nation to nation in this world we live in. 
But it's very important that we find where the will of God is for our our effort to be to be put forth. Why? Because it's important to be yielded to the Holy Spirit of God so you can know where the will of God is. And then the book of Romans chapter 8 in verses 26 and 27. The book of Romans chapter number 8 in verses 26 and 27. The Bible says, Likewise also the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us which with groanings that cannot be uttered. One of the other things the Holy Spirit does is He helps us to pray. He helps us to pray. The Bible says, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us. A lot of times if you have a prayer life or if you're trying to develop a prayer life, you might find yourself going, Why am I praying for this person? Or why am I praying for that thing? Well, it's because the Spirit of God is working in your heart, and He's directing you in that direction to be able to pray for those things. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. And then the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in verses 10 and 11. But the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in verses 10 and 11. The Bible says, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Right there at the start of the verse, it says, For the spirit searcheth all things. He searches through our heart. He deals with us about our need. He directs us in the life that he'd have us to live. But in order to be searched by the Holy Spirit of God... First off, you need to be saved, you need to be set apart, and you need to be led by the Spirit of God. And then the Spirit of God will search our hearts and direct us in the direction that He'd have us to go. Romans 8, in chapter, chapter 8, in verse number 14. The book of Romans, chapter 8, in verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This goes hand in hand with 1 Corinthians 2. Um, In Him searching our lives, not only does He search it, but He leads us. Remember them back a little ways, we were were dealing with the Holy Spirit keeping us out of trouble. Well, the Holy Spirit not only keeps us out of trouble and directs us, but the Bible says, led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will lead us. He'll lead us, guide us, direct us in the, the way that He'd have us to go so that we can do His work in His way. And then the book of Acts chapter number 13 in verse number 2, the book of Acts chapter number 13 in verse number 2, the Bible says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. The Holy Spirit of God calls. You know, I feel like sometimes He calls constantly. He calls sinners to repent. I believe that there's a lot of young men who are called to preach, who don't answer the call to preach. I believe there are a lot of young ladies who are called to surrender their life to God, but they don't surrender their life to God. But it's not that the Spirit of God's not calling 
It's not that the Spirit of God is not working. It's very simply that we as believers are not yielding to the presence of the Holy Spirit of God.